I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Well, welcome to another Thriving Matters podcast today. And you are going to be totally thrilled with the person I'm speaking to you today. Nikki Langman is one of those extraordinary, I'm going to stop myself here, extraordinary people who are leading themselves and others. Nikki currently is an L&D specialist with Cargo Tech. Now, Cargo Tech is a global cargo business. And recently at the Genos International Conference in Hawaii, and some of you may have known that I've been there, Nikki did a presentation and it blew the socks off everybody there. So who better to invite and say hello to and good morning but Nikki Langman. Nikki, you're on the line. How are you? Good morning, Carrie. I'm fantastic. It's wonderful to be here. We had a wonderful conference and often when you go to a conference, you know, there's little bits of pieces that you can take or leave. But we were totally enthralled for three days with incredible content, great experience and many, many lessons. And the wealth of knowledge that was shared and the generosity of those there was amazing. So we're going to tap into some of your generosity of spirit (laughs) as well. Excellent. This series, we're going to be looking at extraordinary people who are effective leaders. And I'm really big on the fact that we're basically all ordinary people that do extraordinary things. And it depends on the lens we look at in life, of course, how we show up, can do attitude, helps us with reaching our potential. And there should be no judgment on each other. It's just that we do the best we can. And I think the ultimate goal here is future focused. It's all about what we can give to humanity to make our world a better place for those that follow on before us. And one of the things I'm pretty keen on saying is that we are in a position to grow leaders who are greater than we ever were. And I think that's our wonderful purpose in life. So let's have a look at what Nikki does. And I'm sure you will be amazed at this young woman who really has worked and lived and volunteered and travelled in 70 countries around the world on six continents. And you're probably going to say, how many continents are left? Well, she has an audacious goal still, and I'll get her to tell you all about that a little bit later. But Nikki describes herself as having a bucket load of goals that's ridiculously long. She has a great sense of humour and her greatest career achievement to date, and she believes is probably her next one that she hasn't come across. And I'm going to say to you, her favourite quote at the moment is, spectacular achievement is always preceded by unspectacular preparation. Food for thought. So Nikki, welcome to Thriving Matters podcast. I'm going to ask you our first question of the day, and that is, what makes you smile every morning? That's a great question, Carrie. And you know what? I'll be honest up front. I don't get out of bed smiling every morning. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, like so many people, you know, um, getting out of bed and getting going in the morning is a struggle. 
But what makes me smile is taking action. And you're going to hear me talk about this over and over and over. It's about taking action. Everything, in my opinion, stems from taking action. So there's a few things I do every morning eventually lead to that smile. And that is, you know, part of my routine is most of us have a morning routine. We shower, we brush our teeth. That's just something normal. We don't think about it. We just do it. Well, part of my morning routine, including those two things, is I always eat breakfast. That to me is a non-negotiable and it's just something that I don't think about. I just do. And the other thing that I do as part of my routine is exercise. So some form of exercise every single day is the way that I start my day and it helps me to then show up and be my best self. So, you know, getting out of bed is a matter of taking action. And when those action steps are done, then I start to smile and I think, yep, let's get into it. It's going to be a great day ahead. (laughs) And really what you've just told us is that our need for movement and our need for nutrition are the two big ticks that you start your day off with. And it's easy for us to get to, say, mid-morning and go, well, no energy left, and to forget that we actually haven't eaten anything because we've actually jumped out of bed, we've started to hit the phone, look at whatever it is on it, it's taken our attention away from setting ourselves up for a great day, being mindful in the moment of the morning. That often distracts us. So if we're not present and we're not deliberate, that routine can lead to action that's not actually healthy for us. So that's a great example. Do you have a favourite breakfast? I mean, the whole of Australia eats avocado on toast, don't they? (laughs) Well, my favourite breakfast is a protein shake because it kind (laughs) of hits all of the major, you know, the carbohydrates, the protein, (laughs) and gives me the energy. But I'll leave the avocados to other people to eat. (laughs) Yes, not everybody likes the texture, do they? Or the (laughs) flavour. That's right. So the other great thing that uh, I managed to, I'll just share with you what I do in the morning. I wake and I listen. And the first things I heard are the birds and the birds this morning, absolutely sensational. And the cookers, I miss the cookers. If I'm overseas or away from home and they're, they're not around, I actually miss them. And I just think the call of the birds, there's something metaphorical about that, I think, the call of the birds in the morning for the, for the dawn. You mentioned just a minute ago about being deliberate. And even just that example about listening to the birds is a great way of being deliberate, you know, taking the time to notice the birds Mm. rather than just, you know, hitting the snooze button a couple of times and then getting up with that stressful intention of, I need to get this done. I've got to get this done. Oh my God, look at the time. You know, the more deliberate we are about our actions, the more present we are the better we're going to feel overall and the better we're going to show up and perform. Yeah, Nikki, what we're talking about today is, you know, your grit, your personal drive and motivation for being the best you can be each day. And that's coming out loud and clear. We've only just discussed what makes you smile in the morning. So I love that word grit. So let's explore that a little bit because, you know, the original acronym for grit is get right on it, G-R-I-T. And that's exactly what you've described your early morning routine, your deliberate action that you know works for you. It's a lay down misere, as we'd say, if we played 500, and you can tell probably grew up with games of 500 in my family, but it's a lay down misere to start your day. So already we've hit food, we're already we've hit exercise, we've looked at noticing, being deliberate noticing. So let's talk more about your grit. You know, and I asked you for a couple of your favorite sayings or quotes 
So let's explore that word grit with you. So what, what does it mean for you? Well, you just, you said it, Carrie, get right on it. And that's how I define grit is that, you know, making it into an acronym of just do it. Another way of just prompting yourself to action. So I think, you know, when we look at grit by a dictionary definition, it talks a lot about passion, perseverance, stick to dedication, tenacity. It's a word that encompasses so many meanings. Mm. And to me, that all boils down to that one word that I always come back to, and that's act. You know, everything comes from action. And, you know, the other thing that I tie greatly into action is that I don't believe that motivation is a precursor to action. It's actually, motivation is something that comes from action. Ah. So I believe we need to act first. And especially, you know, take exercise. This is a great example. I don't know anyone, elite athlete or, you know, first time gym goer, who says they feel like exercising. <laughs> it's, it's not really something that just oozes out of us as an overwhelming desire to do, but we do it and we feel good for doing it. And then that motivates us to do other things. So, you know, I think action is the foundation for anything. And once you start to act, that's when other benefits come, such as motivation, stamina, tenacity, drive, all of the things that grit means. So I boil grit down to get right on it, just do it, start taking action. And I can hear that you are just that girl. So at the moment, I mean, I'm wondering, how did you get to be so deliberate and build this into your daily life? How did you get there? What, what came before? A little bit about your story. Well, Carrie, I'll tell you, I think I'm naturally a very high energy person, which mm -hmm. lends itself toward being very driven and motivated intrinsically. So, you know, I think that's kind of something I've, I've had my entire life. But there's five things, five kind of rules that I live by. And these five rules are the things that help me show up and be the best I can be every single day. I'd love you to share those. All right, I will. Let's do it. I'm happy to. <laughs> so the first rule I live by is own your story. You know, own who you are. And this one took me a long time to kind of come to terms with because you know, I spent a lot of my life trying to be a chameleon, to change myself to suit other people. And this was all part of, you know, lack of confidence, lack of self-esteem, lack of being okay with who I was, warts and all. Mm. And as I went down many, many bumps in the road and did a lot of things very poorly, I kind of came out with a lot of lessons. And, you know, I'm still doing things poorly and I'm still learning lessons every single day as we all are. But one real pivotal thing that's happened for me is I've come around to acceptance and accepting the things about yourself, you know, the ugly bits, the things you don't like, the, you know, the things you try to keep from other people. But what I've realized is that you cannot be the best version of yourself until you accept who you are first. It's a lifelong journey, isn't it, really? It really is. Absolutely. Mm. But mm. I, I think there's so many people, and, and myself included, I've been down this journey, so I, I speak firsthand. We want to be the best versions of ourselves. We want to be successful and have successful careers and be successful leaders and successful spouses and parents. But we lose ourselves in the process because there's parts of ourselves that we're not okay with. So that's my very first rule in life is own your story. You know, be who you are, you know, love your warts because everybody has them. They just look different. <laughs> 
That is so true. Uh, But we're living, Nikki, we're living in a time with uh, everything is instant. I mean, even Instagram, everyone's looking very glossy, very beautiful. The outside notion of beauty of what we see is very different to the, the intrinsic beauty, the inner beauty that we all have. And, you know, it's easy to judge others just based on the outside of what we see. It's getting to know know people and when you're in a leadership role like you are for cargo tech you are a role model without being aware of that each day just because of the person you are so that genuineness of Nikki Langman comes through because you are already accepting who you are so it would brush off on those that you work with yeah, I hope it does. I really hope it does. And and I like to think that's the inspiration that I give to people is that I'm the first to put my hand up and say, hey, I am so far from perfect and I mess up all the time. <laughs> and that gives and that gives permission to other people to do the same. That's so, true. you know, yeah, when we see leaders that are humble, that are authentic, that are genuine, it then inspires people. Wow, it's it's actually OK to be me. And then you're right, this is a lifelong journey. So results don't come overnight. And if you do get results overnight from anything, they're probably not going to be very valuable results. You know, the things that are really valuable in life that are meaningful take time and a lot of energy and a lot of getting it wrong. So own yourself, own your story. That's my number one. Number two kind of really ties into that worry less what other people think of you. And again, this is something that, you know, as part of that lifelong development, you know, accepting that, okay, I'm cool with myself. I know who I am, but that doesn't necessarily mean that my style is going to resonate with everybody else that I meet. Mm. You know, there's going to be some people that you really connect with. It might be in your place, in your profession, the way you do business, or it could be with family members or friends or neighbors you know, but become okay with not being everyone's cup of tea. And I think, you know, emotional intelligence helps us to learn when it's appropriate to turn the volume up or turn the volume down on our behavioral preferences. But, you know, it's part of understanding that you don't have to be admired and liked and respected by everyone. That is so true, isn't it? And often we, you know, in a large workplace, you would have team members who, um, all want to be liked by each other and haven't quite worked out that it's actually okay, not necessarily to like each other, but we focus more on the behaviours. So when you're working in a team, it's good to understand another person's behaviour and how it manifests itself and then also how you can complement that. So that, that need to be liked often is the driver when actually we should be looking at how do we work best together in our difference. And I think that's Mm. a a strong thing. So yeah, I love those two. So own your own story. Worry less about what other people think of you. So number three is don't waste energy on things you can't control. Uh, And I think this is the hardest one for me personally. I get frustrated with things like an example would be a a flight that's late, which means you're going to miss the meeting that you're trying to get to. There's so many things, traffic on the freeway or other people's behavior. These are all things we can't control. But sometimes I find, you know, accepting those things can be very challenging. It can really put you to the test. So one of the best things I think I've ever done for myself and that really propels me is being able to reframe my thinking. So looking for the opportunity in a situation, you know, a conflict with a coworker, we all have those occasionally. How can you reframe that situation to A, own your behavior, and B, 
look at how you can possibly, you know, work on your conflict resolution skills or your acceptance of other people. You know, where's the lesson in it for you? And, and a couple of things, a couple of questions that I ask myself in that space is when I'm faced with something I can't control, can I change it? Yes or no. Yeah. If I can't change it, can I influence it? Yes or no. And if I can't influence it, then can I accept it? The answer will be yes to one of those three things. If you can't change it, can you influence it? Such as, can you take ownership for your part of a situation? Can you apologize? Can you admit that you were wrong? You know, things like that are ways that you can influence the outcome. Certainly, if it's a situation such as traffic or a delayed flight that you can't change or influence, then the answer is just accept it. And that helps, you know, that, that really helps with perspective and, you know, reframing things in a positive way. Oh, Nikki, they are gems. Three uh, little questions you asked for reframing are really getting us great example of above the line thinking, of looking at a different way, a different lens to look at issues, problems, circumstances, changes. And uh, I've just come up with an acronym for you. And seeing that you have a, a different accent, I think you'll laugh at this, and I don't know whether you've thought of it before, but it's CIA, Change, Influence <laughs> and Accept. <laughs> Change, Influence and Accept. CIA. I love that. CIA. <laughs> there you are. There's my that gift is, to you. <laughs> oh, that's gold, Carrie. That's gold. <laughs> own your own story. Worry less about other, what other people think of you. Don't waste energy on things you can't control. So I'm waiting for the two more booms. We're having a great conversation with you. So what's next? Oh, n number four is my absolute favorite. Don't quit. You. Don't quit. And this is now, I want to I wanna clarify or qualify this as saying, if it's serving you, don't give it up. But a lot of times, you know, we gauge in situations or behaviors that are not serving us. So those things are okay to let go of. You know, if it's a um, a job you're not happy with, or a poor relationship, or a self-destructive behavior, then please consider getting rid of, of those things that aren't serving you. But if it is a goal or something you want to achieve, so let's say writing a book, getting a promotion, furthering your education, getting to the gym, losing 10 kilos, you know, whatever it is, the saddest thing that happens in my mind is that people give up before the miracle really happens. Mm. And, and again, I go back to the word act. You have to act. And success only comes from a series of repeated actions. You know, if we act for a while, and then let's say it's going to the gym, you know, you want to lose five kilos. You start going to the gym, and at first you're really diligent. And then after a while, the excuses creep in, and you start to go less and less. And then after a few months, you go, well, I haven't lost any weight. I'm just going to quit. And that you see that happen over and over. People shortchange themselves in their careers, in their relationships, in the way they influence and inspire other people because they give up too soon. Mm. So for me, that is in stone. Don't quit. Because the, again, and like I said about motivation, motivation only happens after you begin to act, not before. So if you're sitting on the couch saying, yep, I'll go to the gym as soon as I feel motivated to do so you're going to be sitting on the couch for a long time yeah. because that motivation is never just going to come and hit you like a lightning bolt. You have to start moving in order to start feeling like you want to be doing it. And it's the same thing, you know, if you're doing online study, you know, maybe you're moving ahead, you want to get an MBA. And so you're doing online study in addition to your full-time job. If you're not diligently putting in the time and the action, 
you're never going to get to the end of it. You're never going to want to sit down and open up your laptop after an eight hour day at work. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Yeah, that is so true. There's some real gems in what you're saying here and I'm, I'm pretty sure our listeners will be resonating with those. And we have, you have one more that you're going to share with us. And number five, the last is take more risks. Hmm. So I love the quote by Wayne Gretzky where he says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> that's, that's gold, isn't it? That's gold. Oh, it, but it's, it's so true. And again, it applies to whatever it is you're doing, um, you know, whatever part of your life. If you're not taking a chance, if you're not taking the risk, you are most definitely not going to achieve it. Yeah. And I think we're full. All of us are full. We're brimming with ideas and great thoughts and inspiration and, and ways of changing the world and changing other people's lives. But we rationalize ourselves out of that by, you know, letting that little inner critic come in and, and say, no, that's not, you're not good enough. Mm. Oh, who are you to speak up? Uh, your boss doesn't want to hear that idea you know you don't have the budget for that you know whatever those negative self-limiting beliefs that and, and thoughts that are coming in stop us from taking those risks so we rationalize ourselves out of risks all the time maybe without even being aware of it mm. there's a, a woman named mel robbins who i really like and she's built a whole career around this this notion of five four three two one um, yeah. She's got an excellent TED Talks and interviews and a book that I really like about this. And she says, you have to count down from five. So let's say it's you're about to go into your boss's office to ask for, you know, something, let's say a promotion or some sort of benefit or permission to do something. And we might get to the door and then second guess ourselves and talk ourselves out of it and go back and sit down and go, oh, yeah, no, that's too scary. Can't do it. Mel says, just you start with five and you just go five, four, three, two, one, and then you act, which is much more effective than counting out because we can count into the thousands. But when you're counting down, it's like a spaceship taking off. When you get to one, you have to do something. And in that moment in time, you have that choice whether to take that risk or not. And that is a fantastic strategy because not only are you getting yourself prepared to act, you're actually getting yourself into a space where you're moving from the emotional thinking about being stressed or under pressure or how am I going to go with this today to the rational area, the prefrontal cortex, where we actually are able to broaden out our thinking. So we're not narrowed and feeling pressured in that situation, but we actually have been able to use some time and some breath, some oxygen to help us with the blast off. That's right. And it, you know, it even works with getting out of bed in the morning. So instead of hitting the snooze button, you just count down and, and yeah, then just do, do it. it. And just, just do, do it. it. Oh, you know what, that is, I have thoroughly enjoyed your five tips today on how you are such an extraordinary person that gives to others in your leadership role because one of my life mantras has always been give it a red hot shot and it marries very nicely with this notion of grit which there's quite a lot of research around it so listeners if you're looking for some more information about grit have a look at Angela Duckworth's research pop on and have a look at Mel Robbins's TED Talks as well that Nikki has suggested today. There is just so much and we could go on forever, but we will be having 
a couple of other podcasts with Nikki, so we won't miss out and we're going to build on what we've talked about today. Listeners, what's your call to action after this? Have you got a couple of points that you know are part of your everyday routine? The way you get up and what you smile at in the morning, what your routine is, where you go to get action and how that leads then to motivation to continue doing what you think you want to do, but also be open to the options that are around us each day. You know, embracing the detours is often the best journey of all. So what propels you is your call to action. You know, that notion of not quitting, getting it on and getting it right and not quitting has come through very strongly, Nikki. So I would like to thank you for being with us today. We look forward to our other podcasts coming up with you because we have lots to talk about. So thank you for being on the show, Nikki. If people are interested in looking and contacting you, what's your best contact details? Uh, at the moment, LinkedIn would be the best place to find me, Nikki Langman. Um, and I will be launching a website soon. So that's still under construction, but it will be NikkiLangman.com, all one word. Nikki is N-I-K-K-I, Langman, L-A-N-G-M-A-N. If you'd like to know more about what I do as a leadership coach, then visit thrivingmatters.com, which will soon become Carrie Benedette. So we're all into uh, some change at the moment. And importantly, don't forget to like and follow Thriving Matters podcasts. A thumbs up is always appreciated. So once again, in leaving you today, don't forget, give life a red hot shot because thriving matters.